Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhythm. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Uh, hey, Bruce, you just said that uh, you sent me the selfie. I got the selfie. Are you saying that we have got permission to uh, put that selfie on the screen, Mr. Bruce? If you say that it's okay, we can get that baby on the screen. But of course, you have to say okay. All right. So let me know. Uh, if we can put that onto the screen so that the whole posse can see grand, uh, a whole proud granddad here. Yeah, I know the guy wants to say, I'm proud. Look at my grandbaby. Anyhow, welcome aboard. John Cotter is in the house. He says, hello, PDR Posse. Are you back in Houston? Or are you still in uh, uh, Tokyo, Japan? Japan? In Japan, in Spanish, it's Japan. Are you in Tokyo still? Bridge MCP is in the house. We also have Eric Hayes, Melody Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Of course, there's Lee Grant from uh, Montgomery County and Bruce from Kingwood. John Carter says, just landed in Houston. All right, brother, just landed in Houston. Great that you made it. Uh, actually, I think you're, you're not in too bad a weather. Kind of cool, though. Anyway, Lee Grant says, hey, y'all, from Montgomery County, Bruce Pollard from Kingwood, Bridge MCP from upstate New York, Weird News Network says, Egberto Rocks. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Actually, actually, you know what, Bruce? Uh, you did marvelous this morning. Like I said, enjoy your family. You don't have to throw all that stuff on the web, but I'm glad that you did. I'm not going to complain about that. Publish on Orangatan. Yes, you can put it uh, on, says Meredith Elumba. Well, you know what? If my dear, beautiful Meredita says that I can put it on the screen, you know what I'm going to do. Hey, guys, all I am going to say, are you ready for the extension of Bruce Pollard, one of our PDR Posse member. We're going to get there, but let me salute everybody first. Welcome aboard. AVQ is in the house. El Senor Rudden. We also have, I, I saluted big Bruce MCC. We also have Sonia de los Santos. Miss Casey, how are you doing, Sonia de los Santos? And I love Word News Network. Word News Network say Egberto rocks, then I love you. Even if you didn't say I rock, I still love you. You know, that's I just love the world. Anyway, folks. Get ready. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's get rid of my face and put beauty on the screen. Bingo. There you go. That is Brother Bruce's new baby. Doesn't he look happy with his, with his little baby? You know, I'm going to have to say Meredita. You know, his daughter went to school with my baby, so I can call her Meredita. Anyway, uh, check it out. Beautiful baby on the screen. Courtesy of Brother Pollard's daughter. Hey, man, it's look, look at look at how proud you're looking, man. You're looking very proud, Mr. Pollard. Great to see you. And it's adorable, as Bridge MCP says. Bridge MCP says, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Bruce, adorable. We won. God bless you all. Eric says, put arms out to the side of the picture. I can't. Okay, I'm. 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna skinny myself up. All right. Is that better, Mister uh, Eric Hayes? You can't see my arms anymore, but all you see is the Bruce machine and his baby. All right. 
Let's get busy. Hey, Bruce, congratulations, brother. And tell uh, Meredith and all your other kids I say hi. Beautiful kids of yours. Anyway, let's get busy into the program. Anyway, folks, anyway, folks, anyway, folks. Uh, a friend of mine called me up yesterday. And I'm, go I'm not going to mention names, but it's right here in Houston. And he's, he's, a, he's a Jewish brother of mine. And uh, he... He called me and he said, Egberto, I want to talk to you. I, I called him up and we, I just got a synopsis of what he wanted to talk about. But um, I I'm bringing it up here because I want to, before I finish talking to him, I just want to extend the conversation. He called me up and he's like, Egberto, I have never seen it like this. Uh, people in the Democratic Party that I thought were my friends are, are calling me names effing this effing that they're calling me out they're saying they're they're in, calling me inhumane all these things because of the stance that i'm taking on the israeli issue again this is my jewish brother okay and he said uh, i said well you know where i stand you know i you and i don't agree on xyz but you're my brother right and uh, look, that's just how it is. And he said, but that's what I'm calling you. I know you are not like that. In other words, we can disagree about, I mean, we are here in the United States having these factionalizations that are unnecessary. We can disagree. There are people dying. And that's why, in my case, I take such fervor into what I'm doing. And I understand his stance where he feel like uh, his folks has been under attack for so long. And, you know, uh, look, we have to be able to empathize with everybody. And that is where the law comes in. That's where international law comes in. That is where your better judgment comes in. I want to remind you of a debate long time ago that occurred between, I think it was, um, who was the candidate that went up against Bush? That went into the tank. Uh, I don't remember his name. Come on, guys, help me out. You guys are smart. You guys are. You all have this memory. There was this uh, Democratic person, the Democratic. I think he was an ex-governor of Massachusetts, not Al Gore. He was the ex-governor of Massachusetts, and he went up against George Bush one. Uh, and uh, I don't remember his name. Okay, it's not this. Not John Kerry. George Bush one. He went up against. George Bush number one, not George Bush number two. And anyway, they, they, they made comics out of him inside of a tank. Okay. And the reason they did that was because he was trying to put out that he was a strong person. Uh, here is the thing. Dukakis, Michael Dukakis. Thank you very much, Michael Rudnan. I knew my brother would come up with it. Michael Dukakis, um, they asked the question about if... Some because you know it was about releasing prisoners, and if if a released prisoner killed your wife because he doesn't believe in the death penalty, if somebody kills your wife, what would you do? And Dukakis gave a very matter of fact answer. He said, "Well, uh, I just don't believe in the death penalty, and if they killed my wife, uh, you know, uh, the, the law would take care of him and put him in jail." Something to that effect, he said. Now the guy was right. He doesn't believe in a death penalty. Some of us don't believe the state should have the power to kill a person. All right. But that was his stance. Now, he was very antiseptic and academic. 
Now, here's the kicker. Had it occurred that Cuomo was running, if Cuomo was the one running, they asked Cuomo, how would you have answered that question? Cuomo said, I would have said, I have the passion. I would want to kill that person who killed my wife. I would want the state to kill that person who killed my wife. But I would hope that there were others out there that are willing to hold me back during my time of pain, during the time that I cannot see straight because it's directly affecting me. I would hope that there would be somebody there to restrain me. And it's the same thing I tell my friends. When I'm giving friends counsel, I would tell them, don't do that. They're, they're having issues with their wives. They're having issues with their girlfriends, their kids. I would be like, don't do that. And take a step back. I would tell them that. And I remember my good friend, my brother, he looks at me and he said, Egberto, welcome aboard Yvette Avery Herod. He said, Egberto, shut up. If that were Ashley, that's not what you would be saying. To which I said, brother, you are right, but you're my brother. I would hope that in that time, you will be there like I am there for you now to pull me back. Why do I tell that story? I tell that story for one specific reason. This brother that called me up, Jewish brother, uh, who a lot of folks, the, the progressives in the Democratic Party are cussing him out. They're, they're, uh, he thinks they're being anti-Semitic with him. He thinks they're doing all these things to him. I don't have the full story. I will shortly. Um, why can I talk to him? Why do, um, will I be willing to entertain what he's going to say? Because I know that directly to him, what, uh, what Hamas has done to, uh, to people just because they are Jews resonates with him deeply to such a point that I would tell him specifically, you cannot be thinking rationally about this. But Palestinians feel the same way too. For what has been done to them. And that is where the clash comes in. The empathy must reign. Right? Because what's going on inside of the West Bank where settlers are kicking people out of their homes under uh, and, and uh, with sanctioned by the military, it's... It's, it's, it's just as bad. Where settlers are killing Palestinians in Gaza, it's bad as well. Just as bad. Where Netanyahu is leveling Gaza, it's just as bad. It's worse because it's 10 times, more than 10 times the amount of people being killed than the people in Israel. It is more than, look at the cities, look at Gaza City, look at all the cities around Gaza. And then look at Haifa, look at Tel Aviv, look at Jerusalem. Yes, rockets are raining there every day, but America is paying and helping pay for the Iron Dome to prevent those rockets from landing. And guess what? They're not landing hardly any of them. And 
People are living fairly normal lives in Tel Aviv, in Haifa, in, in, in Jerusalem, and elsewhere. Asymmetric. If you are a, a margin coming into the United, in, into Israel, and you see what is occurring in, in, uh, in Gaza, and then you see what is occurring in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and all these places, there's no way anybody with a rational mind with a rational mind would ever not say that Netanyahu and the IDF are the aggressors or the killers or the immoral ones or the inhumane ones. Just eyeball. Your eyes are not lying to you. People say, well, look, these guys, what I heard today on, uh, uh, on uh, uh, one of the newscasts, Oh, they're chopping babies' heads off and they're cutting babies and throwing grenades on babies. Yeah. Well, Israel is dropping 1,000-pound bombs and 500-pound bombs in apartment buildings. That's not slicing the throat of one baby. That's not cutting, cutting the heart out of somebody. These are bad things. They're doing it in mass to an entire apartment complex, to an entire village. People, open your eyes and see why the rest of the world does not agree with us. Understand why the rest of the world does not agree with us. And you ask why Biden's numbers are failing? Because those who maintain a rational mind and a humane mind, they see the old thoughts, the old patriarchy, the old supremacy at work. That's what they see. Young people see it. They say you are still the old guard who wants to kill everything that does not agree with you. That is what they're seeing. And that's why Biden's number will never recover. It doesn't matter what Joe Scarborough has to say about how evil Hamas is and how benevolent. How benevolent Netanyahu and the IDF are. They are not. They are not. Michael says, Egberto, not just the settlers uh, stealing lands, but the open-air prison that is Gaza and the West Bank. The IDF attacks versus peaceful protesters. The over five to one death rates when tensions boil over into violence and retaliation. Brother, 1,200 Israelis, 15,000 Palestinians. That's 10, more than 10 to one. Let's be honest. That's where it has to start with honesty. Yes, Hamas is evil, but I'm going to show you something. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Okay, let's take a look. This one is from uh, courtesy of uh, Bridge MCP who brought it to my attention. This is, a, this is what a humane country that wants peace looks like this is what they sound like check this out israel's relentless onslaught means in gaza nowhere is safe not even babies are safe newborn babies have died because incubators stopped working on Sunday, 31 premature babies were evacuated from the decimated Al-Shifa hospital to Egypt. 
that these vulnerable babies could be considered the lucky ones speaks to the utter depravity of this onslaught. 13,500 Gazans have been slaughtered. Nearly 6,000 are missing. Entire Palestinian families wiped out. Entire neighborhoods and communities wiped from the face of the earth. Generations erased. Having already been forced south, they are now being ordered to move again. Where do they go, Taoiseach? The Irish government must hold Israel to account. The South African government and others have referred Israel to the International Criminal Court. Ireland must do the same. Yeah. The Spanish government and the Norwegian parliament are moving to formally recognize the Palestinian state. Ireland must do the same. The Belgian government has called for sanctions against Israel. Ireland must do the same. Israel must be held to account and we need a ceasefire now. We need a deal to secure the release of all hostages now. We hope that Irish girl Emily Hand will be finally returned safely to her family. Aid must be let into Gaza immediately. People need food, water, medicines and fuel urgently. The onslaught and the siege must end. This is what the people of Gaza need to save their children, to stop the destruction of an entire people. The Palestinian nation faces another Nakba, catastrophe. The people of Gaza face annihilation and the doll must stand together saying no. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news. Trying to we say no. So, I mean, I, again, like I said, the rest of the world is waking up to the massacre. The rest of the world is waking up to the genocide. They can take it no more. They can take it no more. Why is it that we can? Why is it that we can fund it? Well, Bruce has an answer. Bruce says, just leave it at that. We know one bomb costs $100,000, but only $1,000 to make. And all that profit goes to the powerful. You want to know why we're still dropping bombs and we want to support that? Somebody makes a lot of money for that killing. And, you know, uh, and it goes even deeper than that. You're going to see a story. I, I'll probably play this tomorrow where uh, Miss Dennett, uh, I forgot her name. For, for last name is Dennett, who's a, the daughter of a spy, what she had to say. I, I think I, I don't think I played that for us here yet, but I, I am going to play that probably on Thanksgiving. But it's important, people. It's important to ask the question. It's important to be honest. It's important to not, not, not believe your eyes. Again, look at Jerusalem, look at Haifa, look at all these other places. Egberto, doesn't America find Iran directly and indirectly? What do you mean by find? You mean, I, I don't understand the question there. I really don't understand the question. All right. Um, let's see. Bridge. No, there's no thanks required here. Breach, I'm glad you found that so that I could play that. Fund, fund. Uh, uh, the United States, no we, no, we don't fund uh, Iran at all. But I tell you what, we overthrew a democratic government in Iran to install the Shah. And then all, all hell broke loose. Follow the pipelines. Yes, Alistair. Alistair, did I play that on, on KPFT? Or rather, did I play that? I don't think I just did an interview with her last week. I don't think I played it here yet. 
I could be wrong, but I don't think I played it here yet. I'm going to play it here uh, tomorrow or the day after um, uh, for the show tomorrow. But anyhow, um, I have another video to show because here is a sick thing about it. Thank you, Alistair. Uh, we do fund Iran. Obama gave $1.5 billion and we don't sanction them. Let's stop there, Eric. Again, intel you have to get the right, the right information. We gave Iran zero, zero dollars. Iran sold oil. The oil money, because the West runs the banking system, we held on to the we held on to Iran's money for decades. I repeat, we held on to the money Iran made from selling oil. What you want to do, Eric, is something that we should not have done in the first place. We have no right to keep somebody's money. In the capital markets, in a capitalist system, that should never exist. But we like to call capitalism, capitalism when we want it, and then call it something else when we don't. Iran sold oil. That oil money was in the banking system. I think, in, in fact, I think it was in uh, Qatar or one of those countries' banking system. But we control the ACH system the way monies are transmitted. So therefore, we stole Iran's money as a sanction to Iran. Technically speaking, that's exactly what we did. We stole Iran's money. Suppose Iran said, I don't want, I don't want the United States to attack I I Iraq. And because the United States attacked Iraq, all monies that we owe the United States we are going to hold on to it. What would the United States do? You see, one of the problems here in America is we are so ill-informed. We don't understand what the hell is going on around the world. We don't understand that because we are the omnipotent power, we use it to bully everything. Again, we gave Iran zero. We just gave Iran back its money, and I don't even know if we gave them interest for it. Okay? So please, educate yourself. Please do. Educate yourself. Our uneducated population is the reason we make stupid choices in who we elect. Because we are so ill-informed. What facts did you show, my brother? You showed nothing. You showed that you know nothing, sir. I'm, I'm sorry to put it this way. I am very much into civility. But what you showed with your statement is you know nothing, sir. And I say that with respect. I say that with respect. And uh, 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 anyway, uh, fact, first facts from uh, Bridge. The Iran deal unlocked Iranian assets that were previously frozen due to front sanctions, but it's unclear how much those assets were worth. $100 billion is the highest estimate provided by U.S. officials, and it's thought that Iran could have access all the money, uh, could, could not have access all that money because much of it was tied up in projects overseas. Trump's assertion that Obama gave Iran this money is not quite accurate. As part of the 
deal which multiple countries were involved in, Iranian assets that existed in banks and financial institutions across the world were unfrozen. Estimates for the value of those assets in an op-ed in 2015, then Michigan Republican Representative David Trott said sanctions relief would add up to somewhere between 50 and 100 billion. $50 billion. How can that not be theft if you don't know if it's $50 billion or $150 billion? Which bankers are stealing some other country's money so that they don't know exactly how much money is there? John Carter says the right wants to keep people uninformed. Just another reason they're trying to take over the schools. Exactly. You keep people dumb, you can get them to do anything. Bruce Pollard says, so democracy like we had is a risky experiment that worked because we took advantage of the black man. As we try to embrace equality, democracy becomes fragile and the powerful treat even more people like slaves. In fact, all of us, except for the elites, are now slaves of the system. Brother Lee Grant says, stuff getting real. Potential terrorist attack on U.S. mainland. Two dead after vehicle crashes into Rainbow Bridge. That's happened in Niagara Falls. We told you, the blowback is coming. The blowback is coming. What we did was wrong. What we did is we funded a country that murdered 15,000 innocent civilians. Now, when the blowback comes, I just hope I'm not on a plane. I just hope I'm not in a bus. I just hope I'm not on a train. I hope I'm not on a bridge that happens to be the target of the blowback. But uh, the, direct, the direct responsibility of said blowback will be a hug by the current president, uh, by the current president for uh, at Netanyahu. Again. Again, I hate to put it that way, but you know I call a strike a strike. You may ask me, does that mean you're giving up on Biden? No, I'm not. Absolutely not. Because the alternative is the death of the United States democracy. John Carter, yes, 15,000 is the updated number. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Anyway, I got another video to show you. Netanyahu is actually responsible for what Hamas did because Netanyahu didn't want to have a strong Palestinian uh, Palestinian authority because then he would have to negotiate a two-state solution. So what does he do? He allows settlers to create a lot of mismatches out there in the West Bank uh, and he allows Hamas to govern Gaza and he prevents uh, the people in, in, in the West Bank good politicians in the West Bank to come and campaign in Gaza. They can't have the same people in these two states, even though they're supposed to be one country. Netanyahu did all of that. And then he sent, he allowed money in Qatar to go to Hamas. All of it documented in Harans, the Israeli newspaper. Okay? So check it out, because who details it very well? Uh, Amen Mohayadin. And I always tell you, there are only a few people I listen to when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian issue. Listen to Heyman and we'll take it thereafter. While APAC decides that they want to attack uh, Jamal Bauman and Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley and uh, 
the new congresswoman from Pennsylvania and uh, uh, and uh, and all these people that make up the squad. They 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 want them out of there because they are not voting lock and step by stating no matter what Israel does, it's okay. I want you to listen to this piece here because at the end of the piece, you're going to hear what Eamon Mohieldin has to say. Israel actually facilitated. They facilitated. They propped up Hamas because they didn't want to seem like they had a legitimate counterpart for a two-state solution. And now you want to hold Bauman and all these people for saying, let's be rational, responsible for not going and simply doing what Israel wants to do when they botched, they botched the Palestinian issue by propping up Hamas. Listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. I mean, let me, let me talk to you about the Qataris here. Sure. Which is, to me, one of the most fascinating, fascinating countries on earth. Yeah. Uh, very small country, very rich country, the kind of place where you have both like uh, members of the Iranian government and members of Hamas and a U.S. army base. <laughs> and the Taliban. And the, and the Taliban. Taliban. Everyone's there. It's like yeah. the Switzerland and the Middle East. Right. Talk about their unique role here, because to your point about how there were some back-channel conversations happening basically from day one. Yeah. It has all been in Qatar, and it's been through the Qatar. Yeah, and Qatar has kind of held this foreign policy in the region that has actually agitated a lot of its neighbors for some time, that it has tried to keep uh, open lines of communications to some of the most hostile players in the region. And their position has been, we are doing that at the request of the Americans. It is the Americans who have asked us mm. to have an office with the Taliban. It is the Americans who have asked us, and the Israelis have asked us, to keep those indirect talks with Hamas. If, if Hamas did not exist in Qatar right now, and if they were in Iran, can you imagine how hard these negotiations would be to, to, to secure the release of these hostages. So their position has been um, that we have tried to maintain open lines of communication. Now, with that comes activity that I think Western countries would look at and say, well, um, that's a little bit questionable. Qatar's position is like, well, we have to build trust with these people. <laughs> if you want to have a Taliban office here, if you want us to have Hamas's office here, um, you have to allow us to interact with them in a confidence building measure. And in one of the ways that people have been critical of the Qatari government has been that they are giving money to Hamas. That is money that is sent to Hamas with the approval of the Israeli government. That's yep. important to be very clear. It's not that money is just being transferred there. Some yep. of this stuff, some of the money has been delivered in cash, uh, and it has been done with the blessing of the Israeli military, which for a long time had wanted Hamas yes. to be propped up in order to weaken the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank. So, so it's not that simple. These neoliberals, these fascists, these right-wingers, like, they know nothing about diplomacy. They know nothing about how to run a country, but they do know how to have war, and they do know how to sell people out. That is how it has operated in the United States. That is how it has operated in Brazil. That is how it's now operating in Argentina, now that they have elected a right-wing guy who doesn't even believe in women's rights or climate change or any of these issues. So folks, let's be clear here. What Bauman and the squad are doing 
is what every Democrat and Republican in Congress should be doing. They should talk about a ceasefire. They should talk about stopping the murder and killing and genocide in, in, the, in Gaza. Because again, yes, what Hamas did was horrendous, a terroristic act. But what do you expect of terrorists? Israel is a state. Hamas is a terrorist group. But worse, that Israel facilitated that Hamas's existence as an opponent to the, uh, the Palestinian Authority so that a two-state solution would, uh, become, wouldn't come to fruition? Who should we be holding accountable? It's clear. It is absolutely clear who we should be holding accountable. Absolutely clear who should we own and accountable. But, you know, I didn't even get enough said in that little piece because I was rushing to get it ready for the program today. But we should also bill Israel for everything that it bombed. Absolutely the entire part of Gaza that was bombed to smithereens. They need to get an invoice for that and then pay for it just like uh, in uh, 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 Germany had to pay for World War. Well, they got forgiven, sort of. But I mean, they should pay for that destruction that they've imposed on these people. I mean, look, it, 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 it's not it's it, it, most people. Let me be clear here. Most people think the way I do. But most as well are scared to say it. Because of groups like APAC and uh, they fear being called anti-Semitic. I do not fear being called anti-Semitic because I am multi-everything. It Don't fall for the fear. Do not. Right now, APAC is going to spend $100 billion, $100 billion to get rid of the squad. Why do you think they want to do that? They want to take the platform away from the squad because they're all young. They're all people of color. They are all, they're all of this ilk that they fear. People who understand what it is to have had a pressure on you. People who understand how it has been to be maligned. People who understand all these issues. Folks, we got to use our heads here. We got to use our head. Bridge MCP says Santa is giving out reading books this year and a book on how to concentrate and not skimming. I know, Bridge. Michael says, Rodnin, why is Eric talking about Vietnam? Ending wars has also been messy, a messy affair. There's no such thing as a clean exit after a war. Look, uh, uh, by now we understand our brother Eric. Eric has an issue. I don't, I don't understand his thinking process. He's a, he's a great guy. But I sure as hell don't understand this thinking process because it's completely irrational. Nothing that you say can break into, you know, but what I say is this. Eric is great because Eric gives us an opportunity to speak to all those who inform him. Because while he may hold on to who him, uh, the information that was used to inform him, that's fine. But we can get to others. And that's what we do. Lee Grant says Hamas has promised more attacks and seek to eliminate Jews in Israel. What will you say after the next attack? Well, what will I say after the next Israeli attack on Gaza or the West Bank? I mean, the Gaza and West Bank is under constant attack from Israel. 
always. The, I mean, so what I'm saying, it, it, it's, it's conflict between the two sides. And as Obama said, there are no clean hands. But the one thing that we do know is that it's asymmetric because the powerful Western countries are in support of Israel and they treat the rest and they treat the rest of the, the, the Palestinians as third class citizens. And as a person from Panama, I get it. I get it. I can empathize with that because when Bush number one came into Panama and killed thousands of Panamanians to get Noriega, Manuel Antonio Noriega, he didn't give a damn about the lives of people like me back in Panama, in Chorrillo, Colón, and David. So I get the, I get the Palestinian mentality. I have lived the Palestinian mentality. And there are a lot of people around the world. Every time you hear that we launch an attack on some country and we hear that the collateral da damage, 50 people died from the collateral damage, 40 people died from the collateral damage, 10 people died from the collateral damage. What do you think those people believe or see? That's ridiculous. No, progressives are not generally soft and criminals. Donald Trump is a criminal. Which one of you want to convict him? Which one of you want to put him in jail? He's the largest criminal out here. Which one of my right-wing brothers and sisters want to do something about it? Bridge MCP says, as I have, you don't know what it's like unless you live it, Egberto. But, you know, Bridge, let me push back a bit. I am not gay. I am not a woman. But I can empathize with what women go through. I can empathize that women, in as much as they are the backbones of, of a family, that they are the backbone of an industry, that they're a backbone of an office, that when the promotion comes, that they give it to the guy. That when the promotion comes, they say, well, uh, you know, you're not good enough. In as much as you're the one holding stuff up, I get it. I just relayed a story about yours truly for one of the companies that I worked for. I saved the company a year in development, one whole year in development. They didn't have to go find out, make a product intrinsically safe. It didn't have to get any new FCC approvals or anything because the change that they were going to do in hardware, I found a way to do it in software. And when it was time to, to go give the demo and all of that to the big company, and I'm going to name the company Transco, they said, Egberto, please show this guy here everything that you did. Your time is too valuable. Let him do the job to do the display. And only after he failed miserably, when the question and answers came, did they bring me in. Again, I get it. I can empathize with those who've been maligned. And you know what? And you know what, Bridge? You can empathize with being black. Bridge? Exactly. You don't have to be black to understand what a black person goes through when they go to a store and walk. You don't have to be Palestinian to understand that, uh, that Israel has no problem blowing them up because they think they're animals. You don't have a problem understanding what gays go through just for being gay. You don't have a problem. Uh, uh, I can empathize with all of that. Okay? And you can. 
And anybody who wants to can. But it takes a part, of, it, it takes restructuring a part of your brain who's had privilege all your life to be able to go ahead into that space. I had male privilege. I went into my male's privilege space and extracted it. I had cisgender privilege. I went into my cisgender privilege and extracted it. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. All right, we got one more video to show and I'm running out of time, so let's get busy. This one is good. A few days ago, we discussed about APAC spending $100 million, up to $100 million to take out the squad. You know, that is Ilan Omar, uh, Jamal Bauman, uh, Ilan, uh, Alida Shalid, and, and many other progressive uh, progressive Democrats, all of them people of color. The American Israel Public Affairs Committee decided that because these folks are asking for ceasefire or asking for peace or asking uh, and, and making relative commentary that says, hey, Palestinians are human beings too, because they have that stance. They must not. They must have 100% support for what Israel does, the Israeli government does, no matter what. If you don't do that, if you don't toe the line, then we are going to get you primaried. We are willing to spend $100 million on getting rid of you. That's a danger against democracy. Listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. 1,400 Israelis slaughtered by Hamas, women raped, babies beheaded, over 200 hostages. But Jamal Bowman was one of just 10 votes in Congress against condemning Hamas's terrorism. Tell Jamal Bowman to stand with Israel. That was a new ad now running in the District of New York Congressman Democrat Jamal Bowman. The ad is from the political arm of the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, or APAC, as it is more commonly known. And it is not the first time that APAC has tried to take on progressive members of Congress or even take on Jamal Bowman himself. But it is the first time that APAC's mission is part of a larger battle within the Democratic Party over the Israel-Hamas war. And that fight is most evident in the debate between pro-Israel Democrats and the squad. Congressman Bowman is already facing a potential challenge from Westchester County Executive George Latimer, who says he will make a final decision after returning from a solidarity trip to Israel. Other squad members, including Cori Bush, Ilhan Omar, Summer Lee, and Rashida Tlaib, are all expected to face potential primary challengers as well. As Michelle Goldberg writes in the New York Times, a series of ugly primary campaigns fought over Israel will only widen the progressive political divide. But with horror at conditions in Gaza and Jewish fear both ratcheting up, an intraparty clash over the future of the squad now looks inevitable. Joining me now is New York Congressman Democrat Jamal Bowman. Talk to me a little bit about what this moment has been like as, as you sort of navigate a constituency really more pronounced in its division than all, many other members of Congress. Yeah, it's been a traumatic moment. Um, it's been a painful moment. It's been a moment filled with grief and suffering by my Jewish constituents as well as my Muslim constituents. And so um, it's been multi-layered. You have the behavior of the Israeli government, which needs to be critiqued uh, very strongly, in my belief. My belief. 
You have the impact of that critique on the Jewish community, both locally in my district and globally. You have Muslims who have felt uh, erased in this whole conversation and even dehumanized as well. When you hear some of the rhetoric coming from Israeli officials towards Palestinians, referring to them as animals. Uh, so it's been multi-layered, multifaceted, filled with very strong emotion. And what I've tried to do is just absorb it, sort of stand in the middle of it, mm -hmm. learn from it. And then use what I learned to govern accordingly in a way that meets the needs of a diverse constituency, as you mentioned. I, I was struck. Michelle Goldberg, who was just our guest in the previous uh, segment, uh, followed your campaign as you uh, your you as you tried to navigate meetings with constituents over on this topic. And she she quotes one one woman who was involved, I believe, with your campaign at one point, Diana Lovett said polarization over the congressman was tearing apart local Democrats. I love him personally. He was lovely and he's amazing. And he was the same warm and open-hearted person that he was today. This is at the, mm -hmm. the event that you had. But she had come to believe that their views on the Middle East are irreconcilable. When you hear that, what, what is your reaction to that? Oh, thank you for saying I have a big heart. Well, and she, and she said that. that. No, yeah. thank you to her for saying that. Um, I don't think they're irreconcilable. I mm -hmm. think for a very long time, we've been having one conversation without the other. We have been saying for so long, we are pro-Israel, pro-Israel's right to exist, pro-Israel's right to defend itself and self-determination. But we haven't been saying the same thing about Palestinians. And so what I've been trying to communicate, and this is all, again, based on my learning, I work very closely with Americans for Peace Now, J Street, if not now, uh, Jewish Voices for Peace and many organizations. Israel's safety and security is directly connected to Palestinian freedom, safety, and security. So we've been using a lot of rhetoric around a two-state solution for decades. And when I went there, I saw that we are nowhere near a two-state solution. Myself, as a sitting member of Congress, could not walk through certain checkpoints in the West Bank because I wasn't Jewish. So... We're using rhetoric, but our policies aren't matching the rhetoric and our policies aren't matching the urgency of the moment. Um, October 7th was a horrible day, horrific day, and Hamas must be condemned and we must get the hostages, hostages back. Absolutely. But condemnation is only step one. How are we going to do the work? to actually get to a state for Palestinians and do the work here to bring communities together around education and engagement so we could deal with anti-Semitism in a real way, Islamophobia in a real way, racism, sexism, and all the isms that continue to plague us in a real way. We haven't done it here and we're not doing it globally. Now, Jamal Bowman is one of the best guys that you can think of. Very nice guy, always respectful to everybody, votes his conscience, want to make sure everybody's at the table. And for that, APAC, because he's not a puppet, because he's not a robot that says, whatever Israel does, it's okay. We will definitely support them because he decides that's not who he's going to be, that he's going to believe in humanity. He's going to believe in morality. He's going to believe that uh, an Israeli child that was murdered has gone through the same pain as an American child or a or Palestinian child. All lives matter in this regards, folks. Every single life matters. 
And because he's taking that stance, because the squad is taking that stance, because they decide that this neoliberal militarism isn't the answer. After all, they've been at it for 75 years and they're just killing in between each other. Of course, because of the asymmetric warfare that we have here, uh, Israel always exact orders of magnitude, more death, destruction and pain on Palestinians than they inflict on uh, on Israel. And, you know, you don't have to you don't have to create stories. You don't have to create anything. Just look at the numbers. Just look at the state of destruction in city after city, Palestinian city versus Jewish city. According to everything that we see, they make you believe the one group is always the aggressor. Folks, your eyes are not lying to you. Death. There are now for the 1,200 Israeli deaths. That's horrendous. They were it was criminal. It was terroristic. But now for that, the toll in Gaza is 10 times more than 10 times that number. Where is the humanity? Where is the empathy? Where is the morality? Where is the morality? I repeat, where is the morality? And Lee Grant, nobody's apologizing for Hamas. But the person that's probably doing the most apologizing for Hamas is Netanyahu. Hamas was funding, uh, uh, Hamas was partially being funded uh, with a sly eye from Netanyahu. Read, my brother, read, understand what has occurred. Let's make smart decisions. The blowback is coming. We have opened up a whole can of worms and the blowback is coming. You don't kill 15,000 people in, uh, in, in a cage and don't think that you're, look, those 15,000 people that died, there is a doctor here in the United States that lost 50 somethings of his family. 50-something members of his family. That doctor has relatives here in the United States as well. What do you think is going through some of them? And for those, whichever one has some mental issue or snap or whatever, what do you think they're going to do? Blow back. Blow back. I hope our forces are really working hard to prevent the blowback. But as we know, in a capitalist society, even the security is, uh, you know, they, if they're not making a good enough profit, what suffers is the security. Folks, the blowback is coming. I sit down, you don't lose 15,000 lives, 5,000 babies. You don't see the blood and guts that we're seeing right now on TV of these innocent people and don't think. Something is going to happen. But he says, how Israel helped create Hamas? All signs indicate that the government of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is prepared to wage a, a, proact a protracted battle in the battered Gaza Strip as it seeks to crush the capabilities of the Islamist militant group Hamas. The ongoing conflict has already exacted a bloody toll, with the Palestinian death count approaching uh, uh, approaching the total of Israelis' 2008-2009 bombing campaign across Gaza, which led to over 1,383. That, that's an old article. We're over 15,000. 
were over 15,000. Uh, let me see if it talks about Hamas uh, to infiltrate Israel. Uh, anyway, yeah, we are at 15,000 deaths. 15,000 deaths. Egberto, 20 years ago, article. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Uh, Bruce says, you think Ukraine issues the same as Isaac? Maybe so. Then the answer is simple, but I think the world would have been destroyed if that was true. Again, you know, um, Bruce, there's nothing similar about the two incidents. I said that from the time when 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 Biden went on national TV to try to tie a string or, or draw a line between Israel and uh, and Hamas. I'm like, you can't compare the two at all. They are very, very, very different. There's nothing they share in common. Nothing. Absolutely nothing that they share in common. Uh, nothing that they share in common. Ukraine was an independent state as well as Russia was an independent state. Uh, Gaza and the West Bank were simply jails, open-air jails of the Israeli apartheid government. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. Michael Rodden in 2014 saw IDF attacks against peaceful protesters. So many deaths. Yeah. They just bombed the, 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 the camp. That's all they did. They didn't care. They don't consider these people human beings. Anyway, we're getting close to the end of the program, which is a time for my ask. So I want to ask you so kindly, folks, to keep, look, on the mainstream media, all they're doing is, is trying to convince everybody, including those who, are, who have seen the light, that somehow they're seeing wrong. Don't buy it. We have to stick together. We have to be circumspect. We have to continue the pressure. Bridge says, Egberto, Willis, when Israel does what it is doing, young militants are born. I remember in Northern Ireland, my three-year-old nephew taking poop from his diaper and throwing it at tanks. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at that, but that is funny. That is funny. But anyhow, folks, please support the program. There are many ways to support the program, and you can find all the different ways to support the program at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. Please find some way to keep us doing what we do. Uh, when it comes to uh, our newsletter, we send out a newsletter every day at five in the morning. Uh, the newsletter tells you what we are going to be showing on on um, KPFT 90.1. And in between those newsletters, every so often, I may have a prescient topic that I want to talk about. And I put it in that newsletter. It's all paid subscribers of my newsletter. By the way, it's all free, all free, okay? But the paid, the paid uh, version of our newsletter, you get access to all our books. Right now, I have two of them already up on Substack. You'll get access to all of them as I get more time to throw all my books on. And all subsequent books that I'm writing, and I have three of them that I'm writing right now, all subsequent books you will get free. Of, you'll read free of charge either from the, the, the uh, Substack application or directly online, uh, online. So I ask you so kindly support us. Go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Uh, if you're already a subscriber, consider being a paid subscriber. If you think I can give Politics Done Right a coffee a month doesn't matter. I can give Politics and Write a coffee a month. Politicsandright.com slash newsletter. I'm going to put that in the feed one more time. Politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Other forms of support you can find at politicsandright.com slash support. I'm going to throw that in there one more time again. Politicsandright.com slash support. 
other ways to support the program. Anyway, folks, gotta get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys, first of all, thank you all for being here. Both my lefties, my righties, and my moderates. Thank you so kindly for being here. Remember, if we're here talking, we're not fighting. If we're here talking, we can together, together solve problems. Happy Turkey Day. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.